So we go John chapter 4 from verse 5. The word of God says the following. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, having or rather being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me a drink. And I want you to hold on to those words. Give me a drink. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Verse 8. Verse 9. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you being a Jew ask a drink from me a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you the living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well? And uh, drank from it himself as well as his sons and livestock. Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said to her, I have no husband. Jesus uh, said to her, you have well said I have no husband. For you have had five husbands and the one you now have is not your husband. In that you spoke truly. We read here that Jesus comes to this particular Samaritan city. And he chooses to rest at Jacob's well. We are told, as Jesus tells us later in that story, that since Jacob's era, many had come to this particular well. And they had gone away. But Jesus says something interesting. Their thirst had never been satisfied. The well was established there for many, many years. But all who came, none of them, their thirst was satisfied. And the story tells us, a lone woman comes to this particular well where Jesus has taken a place to sit. This lone woman comes to the well. And interesting is, the thing is, she comes at a lonely hour. She's a lone woman. She comes again at a lonely hour. It's an hour where nobody else is around. Now we may assume and say that maybe she had no lady friends. Generally ladies will go together to fetch water. If you I came to a, from a place where people used to fetch water. I came from such a place. They will always gang up. The girls will gang up together to go to the river and then come back. But somehow this lady was alone. It appears nobody wanted to associate with her. Maybe we may say there was a lot of bad press, you know, about her. 
Uh, we may be able to relate in one way or another to this, particular, to this particular story. You know yourself, maybe I know myself. And generally it will be said that maybe nobody spoke to her unless it was necessary. Everybody avoided her. Only when they needed her, maybe that's when they will reach out to her. That's when she'll hear somebody maybe call her name, Solomon. You know, what, what, what do you have? Or can I have this? Or can I have that? Or can you do this for, for me? Now we may say that she may have looked, you know, that she may have been looked at with suspicion. Most of the time, that, you know, every time she passes, everybody's looking over the shoulder. and wondering, you know, it's like she's smelling. You know, if you have a bad body smell and you pass by people, people they can try maybe to avoid you or something like that. Maybe she has such, a, such, a, such an experience in her life. So life, we can say, was uncomfortable. We may say she was living among her own people, and yet she felt as if she was an outsider. Although, you know, living amongst the people whom we may say they may, 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 may they love, all of them were Samaritans, but she appears to have been, so she lived as an, an outsider. She did not belong. In that, in, you know, although she was one of them, she was rejected and she was alone. We may look at her and maybe look at our society. We may say it was an unforgiving society. And so that particular reason, she had been given unpleasant names or she was labeled to be one of these or the other. I imagine they may have called her to be a seductress or a seducer. They may have called her she was a loose woman. Some may have called her she's a prostitute. Others may have called her she's a harlot. Others may have called her, you know, she's a husband snatcher. Others may have the name, oh, that one, the, the homebreaker. Hey, there she comes, take cover. Your home is not going to be safe if she comes by. And it is possible we can have such names branded on us or branded on you as you walk along, depending on the issues, on the circumstances that you have come through. But regardless of all the negativity, what I want you to notice something here is, there was something about this woman that made her irresistible. From what Jesus tells us, in order, what that story puts us, so far, five men had been attracted to her. They had left their wives for her. In fact, now she was on the sixth round. You know, not only five, she was now on the sixth one. And somehow, the, it was the, something was drawing their spirits or their souls to her. We may label it last in our time, or we may label it and say maybe it was an immoral lifestyle. That's what everybody will jump. The conclusion everybody will jump to will be that. But I want you to realize something interesting. When Jesus comes to this particular woman... Knowing who she was, metaphorically, he asks her, in verse 7, he asks the woman for a drink. We know who Jesus is, so we know what it is that he, he knew by the, by the gift of the Spirit in him. He knew about the woman from A to Z. But the scripture says when he comes to her in verse 7, the greeting he comes to her is the first thing, oh, give me a drink. Now, knowing who she was, nobody would have wanted even maybe to talk or to get a drink from this particular lady. Now, I want you to realize in Psalms 139 verse 16, I think I still touched that particular verse at some point. 
For your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there was none of them. He knew what was written concerning Salome, this woman. He knew that the Lord Jesus knew what, was, what it was that had to do with, with this, this, this lady, what was in her heart. He knew what was written concerning her. Although everybody all around saw her as a useless woman in the society, yet he knew what was in her. He sees her. He sees inside her that particular treasure that nobody else saw. He could identify something about that woman that others didn't see. He sees a well, a well inside her with a potential to satisfy the thirst of a whole city. Here it is, she comes every year to a place where everybody comes and gets water that never, you know, it never quenches the thirst. But within her lay a well that was able to quench the thirst of the whole city. And the Son of God looks at her and he realizes what a treasure it is that is in this particular woman. While everybody writes her off, the Son of God looks at her and he sees that great potential. And the question is, what was holding back or what was blocking her well? It appears she had something within her. And as I meditate on this word, it appeared that they were what we may call gatekeepers. The gatekeepers were standing at the gate of the well of this particular woman. Whatever gates that would be able to come out of her to bring out what was within her, those gatekeepers were there and their work was to pollute and corrupt what God had intended to come out of this particular precious life. One of the gatekeepers we know was a seductress. She's called the seductress. The other gatekeeper was the loose woman. The other gatekeeper had the name prostitute. The other gatekeeper had the name hallowed. The other gatekeeper had the name husband snatcher. And the other gatekeeper had the name homebreaker. So while the water tries to come out to express who she is, they will pollute it, and what comes out is she passes by your husband. He's a magnet. He's get gotten hold of her. He's gone, and you are left crying there. And you wonder that woman is terrible, but it is not her. There is a power that is using her to wreck, to, to destroy her life, and to cause havoc in the society. But Jesus looks beyond that particular gatekeeper. And as he sees the particular, what is beyond that particular gatekeeper, he comes here in the world. Jesus is the owner of the well that is right beyond that particular place. When he tells her, those words are with, if you knew who is speaking to you, you would have asked him and he would have given you the living water. Which, you know, and you will never thirst, and you, you will never thirst again. And what is it? He's looking and he can see here, yeah, I've got the well. And you know where that well is? It's right inside you. I will open it. I will open it and the purpose for which you are made shall become a reality. What the enemy has corrupted shall be removed. 
and the true water shall come out of you to heal this particular city. You will no longer be a, a husband snatcher or whatever it is that you have been all these particular years. The words came out, give me a drink. Nobody had ever asked a drink of her. I'm sure in all the years that had gone by, nobody was interested. She was counted dirty, so nobody even wanted to touch anything that she had touched. Of course, apart from the men who were wooed away unto her. And here comes in. When that word came, give me a drink. What occurred to me is that the gatekeepers were shocked to their core. They had never heard that particular voice. It was the owner had come. And he speaks to his well that was inside. Give me a drink. And the Lord is speaking unto you. He knows what it is that he has deposited in you. And he knows what it is that he has been waiting for to come out of you. And he's standing at your door right now by that particular well. He's asking you, my son, give me a drink. And what are you ready to give out? Every time he's by looking, longing to get a drink out of you, he gets something else that has been coming out, which has been polluting other people instead of bringing life because he is life. Wherever it is that he appears, life appears. That word shocks and dislodges the gatekeepers. They said that trace scattered Heckler's Kettler together with the loose woman and the prostitute and the harlot and the husband snatcher and the homebreaker. All of them ran Heckler's Kettler. They could no longer hold ground in the place where they had been standing. That word, give me a drink, it said to flight the thieves and the scammers and the liars that had camouflaged the true value of this child or this daughter of God. She received the word. She, re she believed that word. Give me a drink. And you know what it is? Later on, if you go on later on in verse 28, we'll read it later. The Bible says, she surrendered her pot. She surrendered her heart. The pot that she had always carried her water in. I want you to see the metaphorical word, message that the Lord is seeking to give unto his church in this particular place. John says somewhere, I have written these things so that you may know and believe that Jesus is the son of God. So in giving us the story of this particular woman, he wants you and I to look at it once again from a different angle. And behold, as she places that particular pot down, if you go to verse 28 and 29, you'll see there where it says, she placed her pot, that water pot, she, upon, she placed it down. She left what she had been carrying all along. Whatever water had been in that particular heart or pot was of no use. She placed it down and she opened the new well that was within her spirit at that particular time. And we will know what it is that happens after that. She surrendered, I say, her water pot, entrusting it to Jesus. And we'll read in a moment what happens as we, as we draw, as we look at it. He positioned, you know, Jesus after he speaks those words. What I look at it, it appears he positioned another gatekeeper at the well. It is the keeper of the well. He placed the keeper of the well at the gate. 
than fresh living water starting to flow out of this particular heart where polluted you know, substance had been coming out for so long. And in verse 28 and 20, and, uh, if we read from verse 28 of chapter 4, the Bible says the following words. The woman then left her water pot. Or rather, let us begin from verse 27. It says, and at, and at this point his disciples came, and they marveled that he talked with a woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek? Or why are you talking with her? Now here comes the place. The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the man, Come, see a man who has told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they came out of the city and came and came to him. Now, and then if you jump on to verse 39, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. What am I saying here? Behold, when the evil gatekeepers had been chased away, a new keeper of the well was placed at the, uh, at the gate of the well that was in this particular woman. New water started to come out. And this is what I say, the new water started to come out. For once, she comes into the city. And what happens? The whole city follows her. The women and the men and everybody, they follow her to the well. New water, living water, was coming out of this particular life. It was no longer the polluted life the polluted water that had been there all this particular time. And I want you to draw that picture to yourself quickly. Just like the woman at the well, you may be lonely, you may be rejected, you may be misunderstood, and maybe you have been labeled different labels, and you have got different names that are branded on you. When you walk, they are branded at your back. They can be seen. You know, up and down. I remember when you were in school, we used to be taught English. Now, if you fail to speak English, when you fail to speak proper English, you found speaking in a different language. They used to hang something on your, on your, on your, on your neck. So the whole day you'll walk around with that thing showing that, you know, you are, not, you are the one, you are sort of like an idiot. You don't, know, you don't know how to speak. You don't know how to speak English. So nobody wanted to get that thing, you know, that badge. It was a huge badge that will be hung on the, on the child's neck or something like that. We were forced, for that reason, you had to learn to speak well and speak it fluently, all, you know, for your own sake. Because you didn't want that particular thing hanging on your, on your neck. And here comes, you know, you may have been labeled with all those particular names. You may have lost confidence in who you are and in what you can be. Just like the woman at the well. You may, have, you may be wandering in the wilderness of confusion. You are simply existing. You are actually not living at all. You just leave you listlessly because life has no meaning and life has no purpose. You are stuck at a crossroad and you have no clue where to go. Because one road leads that way, another one that way, another that way. You are confused at that particular place. You don't know where to go. 
Like a feather, you are carried up and down to and fro by the wind with no rest in your spirit. You feel used, you feel misused, and you feel dumped. You feel useless within your own spirit. Foreign gatekeepers have taken position at your gates and they hinder you from every side from being able to express the you that God has called you to be and to fulfill the purpose that he has called you to fulfill. Maybe the gatekeeper is anger. Maybe the gatekeeper is envy. Maybe the gatekeeper is jealousy. Maybe the gatekeeper is unforgiveness. Maybe the gatekeeper, unlike that woman, it is strength. Maybe the gatekeeper is self-pity. Maybe the gatekeeper is unbelief. Maybe the gatekeeper is lust. Maybe the gatekeeper is drunkenness. Maybe the gatekeeper is greediness. Maybe the gatekeeper is pride. Maybe the gatekeeper is fear. All these gatekeepers are standing at the doors of your gates and you are not able to perform the role that God has called you to perform. But today the Lord is saying this word. He coming out with the same, same word that he came to that particular woman. He's speaking unto you as he speaks unto me. Give me a drink. Give me a drink. Give me a drink. And he asking, receive my word. Believe my word. Because when I say, give me a drink, I am seeing you as God is looking and seeing you. He's not seeing the angry person that he has always seen. No, he is seeing the wonderful humble brother, humble sister, who emits out that wondrous, lovely song of mercy, of grace, of forgiveness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is not seeing that drunkenness or that substance abuse that people label you with. He is seeing that particular man or woman of God who is strong and established in the grace of God. And when you believe that particular word, those particular gatekeepers will have scatter Hitler's Kepler for the glory of God. He says he wants to give you that particular precious, precious living water to come out of your spirit in the name of Jesus for the glory of God in the highest. In the name of Jesus. The Lord will do it. He's faithful. Surrender your heart. Surrender your water pot to Jesus. Surrender your water pot to Jesus. Like that particular woman. Whatever it is that you've been holding on my brother or my sister. Surrender your water pot unto the Lord Jesus like the woman. He will give you the new gatekeeper or the keeper of the well who will be able to stand and guard your heart from this afternoon onwards in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us finish as we read this particular word. John chapter 7 verse 37 and 39. He says, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. 
But this is spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. The Holy Spirit is the keeper of the well. And Jesus is giving that particular keeper to stand at your gate, so that the water that comes out of you will no longer be polluted. My brother, my sister, surrender unto this particular gatekeeper. Jesus calls him in another place. He says in John 14, 15 to 17, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray to my Father. And he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. Give God, lay down that pot, your water pot, that you've been carrying all this particular time. Hindering the flow of the water that God wants to flow out of your well. That well that is in you, my brother, my sister. Let go of your water pot and allow God to give you a new heart. David says, create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. In the name of Jesus. Let the gatekeeper cry out in the whole course of this week as you crawl, call upon the Lord. Father, let the keeper of the well arise at my gate. In the name of Jesus. Let the keeper of the well arise at my gates. In the name of Jesus, let the keeper of the well, his name is the helper. The other name, he is the Holy Spirit. It is a simple prayer. Cry out unto him. Father, the waters that have been coming out of my life, they have been, not been wholesome. They have not been sweet waters. They have been bitter waters. Criticism left center and right. Judgment left center and right. No peace, no love, no grace, no humbleness whatsoever. Father, let the keeper of the well arise at my gates, O oh God, from today, that the clean water may come again out of me in Jesus' name. Mary.